Good afternoon, runners. Hope all hol- the holiday season is going well. This past weekend, I ran the California International Marathon and wanted to give a recap. This will be longer than normal, so I'll do it in three parts. The first part will be race weekend. Then I'll talk about the race itself. And then finally, thoughts going forward. And I'll put timestamps for each one of those if you want to jump around. So the race weekend itself. This is the 20, This was the 2021 uh, California International Marathon, CIM, and it was marketed as the comeback year, and that's because they didn't hold the race last year because of COVID. They did an outstanding job. Uh, the expo was well organized. The entire event felt safe with people having to show proof of vaccination or a recent uh, negative COVID test. People wore masks on the transport there. Everything about the race was just well-organized, and it felt like the CIM of old. I personally stayed at a hotel in downtown Sacramento, and for any of those who are thinking about doing it in the future, I highly recommend it. Just because you're at the finish line, and so when the race is done, you can quickly walk back to the hotel. You are close to the buses in the morning that transport you to the starting line, and so it's easy to get out of the bed uh, get your nutrition in and quickly get to the bus and then kind of rest until you get to the start line. It's very convenient. And there's a lot of fun things to see, right? And so the, not the day before the race, but the day before the race or even after the race are things you can do to kind of walk around and check things out. And um, it's just really convenient. There's a lot of options. The, hotel, the race normally does a good job getting blocks of hotels, at least three different options to give you choices and price ranges as you're thinking about staying in Sacramento. So, very well organized event. Um, you know, once again, outstanding job by the CIM team. Now, for the race itself, a um, couple things that I want to talk about. So, overall, I had a good day. Um, my finishing time was 2.58.03, which was a 51-second PR for me versus my previous PR, the 2017 CIM performance. And so I am... Four years older, and so I feel pretty good about being able to still run faster on the course. Um, I basically ran 648 miles. If you look at the splits, and I'll put them up in a second, um, I kind of held that pace for most of the race. And so my my first half and my second half were basically identical at you know a little over 129 for them for each half of the race. So uh, well run from that perspective. Now, I know this isn't official, but I'm not a pro, and so I can, I can, I can count these things. But technically, because I ran longer than 26.2, any one of you guys who know who run big races, they know how this works. Um, I ran 26.35 miles, and so that means that I averaged 645 pace, for a 257.11 marathon. Now, like I said, it's not official. I know it doesn't count, but um, that lets me know that I am capable of running slightly faster and get into that 257 mark, which, um, yeah, which I think is awesome. I'd love to go do. So that's sort of the the overall thing. Now, let me show you. Let me show you the splits here. So those are the splits, and I'll talk about them in a second. But my strategy for the race was is that what I was hoping to do was to run with a three-hour pace group up until about mile 18 or 20 and then accelerate for the last 10K of the marathon. That was the strategy. Now, 
the Pacers at CIM are amazing. If any of you are trying to run a Boston qualifying time, they do a great job setting up their Pacers to help you go achieve that objective. And a very large pace group is a three-hour pace group to break three hours. So it's a lot of high pressure on the two gentlemen that are picked to run this pace group. It's the fastest pace group there. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of pressure, right, to run that race. Um, they did an outstanding job. I think they ended up finishing the race a little over 259, which is maybe faster than they wanted to go do, but it's probably in the range they're looking for. But so that was my strategy. And what I noticed early on in the three hour pace group is that coming through the first 5K, we came in at about 649 a mile, which is about 10 seconds faster than goal pace. So a little bit hot, a little bit faster than the three-hour pace. And then we came through halfway um, in 6.48 pace. And so we came through about a minute, a little over a minute faster than goal pace. Now, that was fine with me because I was hoping to run somewhere between 6.45 and 6.50 miles. So I wanted to be faster than three-hour pace anyways. Um, and so I stuck with the pace group because I knew they were running hot. I knew they were running faster than 6.52 pace. I don't know. Um, I'd be curious if other people saw that. I don't know if a lot of people that were in the three-hour pace group, and there's a bunch. I'll talk about them in a second. I don't know if a lot of them got burnt out because the pace was too fast. Um, I mean, we came through halfway in 2.58 pace, and if you're not ready to run that, it's a big difference. And so I don't know... Um, if a lot of the group was able to make it through the second half of the race or not, or if they kind of imploded. Um, but that's that's the challenge, right? When you're pacing, there's different strategies. Uh, four years when I ran in the three-hour pace group and ran 258 high, um, they came in basically 10 seconds faster, basically right on three-hour pace, you know, right at an hour, 30 minutes, halfway. Um, and that's that's a way to run it. And then this time they came in a little over a minute hot. And that's another way to run it where you're banking time. But that's always a risky strategy, I think, especially if you're trying to break three for the first time you're pushing it. But anyways, that's what they did. They did an outstanding job. Um, and so I stuck with them. Um, shortly after halfway, though, they started dialing back the pace. And so from mile 13 until about mile 18, the pace started dropping to about 6.51 a mile which is exactly what they wanted to go do, right? They were dialing that pace back. But it was right about that point that I knew, it, you know, if, if I really want to have a good race, I'm going to have to leave the pack. And so around mile 19 is when I found myself ahead of the group, and I just took off, and I went from there. But a quick thought about the pace group in general. One of the hardest things about running in the three-hour group at CIM that's worth remembering is it's so big, and there's so many people there. And it's challenging when you have a huge group like that because unless you're right behind the pacers, you're going to get kind of this yo-yo thing where the pace varies throughout the pack. And it's hard because you get these mini accelerations. So that's one problem. The second one, which I think is a bigger problem, is this huge mass of people all at the same time is approaching the aid stations to get water and goo and um, electrolyte drink. And that makes it really challenging because it's hard for all those people to service as once against that table. It's just not, not enough people. And so what you end up having to do is either 
run ahead of the group approaching these aid stations so you can make sure you get your nutrition and hydration or you are slowing down as the group go past it to grab these cups and the nutrition but then when you're done you have to accelerate back up to the pack and so there was a lot of that that was happening for the first you know 19 miles for me and that's frustrating and it's hard and you get these mini accelerations and it's no fun and it makes it stressful and so if you run in this group in the future know that it's big know that you're going to have these challenges and what i would say is you kind of need to just pick the side where the nutrition is going to go be. And at CM, CIM this year, it was all on the right-hand side. And past years, has been on both sides because they had more volunteers. They weren't able to get all the volunteers this time. That's why volunteers are important. Um, so I think best practice here would have been to run on the right-hand side and maybe try to run up front, abreast with the pacers. Um, but that's a prime position. A lot of people are competing for it. So it's not like it's, it's, easier, it's easier said than done. But anyways, that being said, mile 19, I found myself ahead of the group, and I knew that this was the point I just kind of had to go. Uh, so seven miles left. I put my head down, and I just tried to run as good as I can. I, try, I tried to run my 645 miles. Um, I ended up averaging 648 miles for 30K through 40K, so for those six miles. And then the last 2K – so the last little over a mile, I ran 636 miles, and so I closed strong. Um, so I didn't really accelerate, which is what my plan was around my 19 or 20. Um, instead, I basically just held pace. Um, finished in 258.03. I would have loved to have been, you know, three seconds quicker to been able to say 257 high and just say 257 marathon, but it didn't happen. Although according to my watch, the asterisk, I'm going to go ahead and. and Claim it just for, I don't know, for the non-Strava reporting of it. Um, so, so, so that was the race. I would say um, I had a really good training block where normally in past races, your limiter can be your heart rate starts escalating, especially in heated when races are hot. That didn't happen to me this year. Uh, the weather was perfect, and my pace was always within the comfort zone. So it wasn't a cardiovascular thing. Uh, it wasn't a breathing thing. My breath always felt under control. Um, I never felt like I was hitting a glycogen wall. I fueled well, and I think I trained well, so my body was adapted to the distance, including two long runs at 23 miles. Really, I think it was just my body executed what it was trained to go do, run right around 645 for 26 miles, and I executed the plan. Um, I wasn't able to accelerate as much as I wanted to at the end because I could feel my hamstrings get tighter and I was getting the fatigue and the tightness in the legs. That's what happens. That's what makes the last 10K hard is that you have to somehow power through that. Um, and so I'm, I'm proud that I didn't slow down. And so I got that going for me. I held pace uh, and I picked up a little bit the last 2K. Um, so overall, great race. Um, a fantastic race would have been if I was four seconds faster and got 257, but, you know, it is what it is. So that being said, looking forward, um, I'm taking at least two weeks off from from any running at all, give my body a chance to heal. I've been training for the last I don't know, six months hard for this race, and so I think it's time just to give my body and my brain some time to relax. So I'm looking forward to that. 
when I get back to running, I need to pick some more goals. And one of the things that I'm struggling with is about to turn 40, a part of me wonders, you know, are my days of running marathon PRs over? I don't know. Maybe, right? Maybe I'm too old now. Um, this is my 11th marathon over, you know, about 10 years. And so maybe I've hit my peak. And if that's true, you know, I'm not chasing fast marathons anymore. What do you go do instead, right? Do you go run fun races? Do you go do other things? I don't know. Um, if I did still want to chase time goals, what I would say is, um, fortunately with my time, that gives me a 12-minute BQ buffer uh, for the 2023 race, and that should be enough to get in. I've never broken three at Boston. I've run 302 low, or 302, I got to check, at Boston. Uh, that's my best time there. Just a harder course. I think breaking three would kind of feel cool at Boston. Um, another goal is I've always wanted to run 255 in a marathon, like 255.59, which is only a few seconds per mile quicker um, than I have been running. And so maybe that's an option. But then again, I don't know if I can go any faster. I don't know. Maybe age has finally came up to me. Or maybe what I go do is I just run um, smaller races to set PRs there that I haven't done before. Or, um, you know, just run other cool fun races and kind of have fun with it. But a lot of things to decide. Um, going to get some advice, maybe some feedback from coaches and see what things are like. But overall, thank you to the CIM team. Thank you to all the volunteers. Thank you to Sacramento, the city. It was a well-orchestrated race. Thank you to the pacers, to all the runners, to all the people in my pace group um, that I ran with for the time that I did. Um, it made for a great experience, a great result for me. And um, aside from just completely trashed quads right now, um, I feel pretty good. So best wishes chasing your running goal. Remember, it's not luck. It is training.